as we fade in on tonight's episode, we find ourselves floating through the thick haze of fog that that clings to the city of Alkenstar. Uh The click-clack of the city below hitting our ears even before the scene fades in. But we find ourselves drifting away from the smog, away from the industrial center that we've spent most of our episodes in, in Smokeside, and we find ourselves crossed through Strati River in a new place known as Skyside. For our four outlaws are on a mission to find a mysterious entity that has hired the Powder Keg Punks to go after Gattleby with some uh, a lot of time spent going through records Saruk and Anita were able to f- come up with a name Shoma Shoma Lizer- Lizerus who is a former student at Blithier College and kind of a cautionary tale for students not to burn out not to burn too bright meanwhile across town Hal and Reficule were attempting to spy on some potential... They found a rodeo club that's hosting an amateur rodeo competition tonight, and they have to get inside, is basically what it comes down to. And they have some potential tips and potential ways in, and we've kind of reconvened at this point. Outside of Rika's Regents, right across from Blithier College, as you know, it's it's pretty much like almost dusk, sun's going down, the city's starting to come alive at night, and that's where we find our outlaws on the streets of Alkenstar. Oi! How's the trip up north? Not bad. We uh We found the club at least. Gave it a a look over. Anything interesting? I mean normally it might be a bit uh bit hard to get in, like I said, without a membership, but um, I think we might have a way in tonight. Tusks, what's your dispositions on uh, large bovine creatures? That depends on if we're talking if they're running at me with intent to gore or if I'm eating them. Where is this going? Surprisingly, neither of those options. Okay. He's not bullshit, neither. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. But, uh... It's... Amateur night for the Longhorn Lounge. They're having their usual uh, bull riding contest. And me and, uh... Me and Hal over here couldn't think of a person more suited and more up to the task than you, Tusks. And what makes me so suited for bull riding? Hmm? I mean, look at you. You're probably just as big as the bull. That is reasonable. You probably so, just stand over it and hold it down. So I go bull wrestle to get us in, and then what from there? Uh, we see if there's anyone suspicious. Haven't really thought that far ahead. Yeah, Anita wasn't there with us or you, so we couldn't really figure out that part. But we figured, you know, might as well get in. I ain't never seen no bull you took in the past, so there ain't no bull you could take in there. That 
that tracks. Here, you know what? Sure. Why not? I'll give it a shot. I will if you will, Refi. Oh, bullshitting. I look at how I get it. <laughs> I find okay. Bullshitting, of course. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we did get a name, although I'm not sure if we should say it here or if we should reconvene at the Barrel and Bullet Saloon and then discuss things further over there. Oh, omnipresent god in the sky. What time is it? It is just before sundown, so we're talking like, you know, maybe like four or five o'clock. You guys start your day usually around noon. It took you guys a good four hours just to match the, yeah. the order slip. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's it's the city starting to wind down from its day, and uh, the sun's going to be down in about an hour or two. Well, I mean, we need to get back there, right, Refi? Because I think so. Sabrina's Didn't that flyer say like the last bell before sundown or something? Yeah, something like that. We got to get there quick, like. Well, we need something. Do we need to buy like maybe a change of clothes so that we could, or are we? No. Oh, we'll be sneaking in there, except no, for Saruk. Gonna... No, if uh, I the pool. I mean, I'd imagine that, uh, you know... All of us. Bull riders yeah. need their their managers and their coaches and... and Emotional such, support right? friends for when we're thrown off from the bull and gourd right, to death. They're hype man. Also that. Yeah, hype man. So, Tusks, you'll do it if I do it, eh? Yeah, you're not, you're not scared, are you? I understand if you are. I have no judgment. <laughs> Haven't been scared of a thing in my life. Creeped out, maybe, but not scared. You're not creeped sure. out, are you? <laughs> well, with that look, I'm maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. It's a deal. And Refi will put his hand out. Sir takes it. Yeah, so uh, we, there is a sort of crossfade as you guys uh, make your way back across Skyside towards... Yeah, there you go. Thanks. I was just seeing if caught up on it. Uh, all the way back to the Capital District, which is the most secure of all districts. Even within Skyside, it has an extra layer of protection. Um, and you guys are able to use your previously found knowledge to sort of slip through without issue. Although it is starting to thin out a bit as most of the daily work kind of comes most people that come in and out for for work is kind of ending so you know there is about to be a shift change so there's the potential at least to get stranded here in the capital district um without having to make another check in the future but regardless we make it back to the capital districts inside a nice big beautiful park there's actual like green grass sort of growing here something you don't see much of in the city at all let alone uh Definitely not in, in Smokeside. And um, just across from this this sort of park is the the Longhorn Lounge. And just like they said, there's a big banner unfurled across the top that says uh, uh, amateur competition, uh, weekly amateur competition uh, tonight. And it does uh, basically make it seem like it is taking place at the last bell before sundown. Right. Who's ready to ride a bull? Hopefully you. Point at Sarugan. <laughs> Reficule. 
You two. This should be good. You want to wager, Annie? Is that, that, that isn't even a question, Albert. How much do you have? Uh, I ain't got anything since we shopped. So it was rhetorical. All I'm right. going to take out the, uh, the strings from my hat and tie my hat secure <laughs> on my head. Okay. Not a bad idea. So, uh, you guys sort of approach the door, and um, you can see that there is a very well-dressed, super nice to the nines bouncer wearing like a full suit, uh, and he's got a clipboard. And you can see that there's a couple of other people milling about outside that are dressed in sort of cowboy gear, but it's not like real cowboy gear like you guys might have seen like on the Mana Waste or around town. It's like super pristine rhinestone studded uh lots of tassels and like flowy leather strips i mean it Any is like chaps? Hot. no asses <laughs> chats but it is very very high fashion even on the writers themselves so as you sort of approach in your group the bouncer with the clipboard is like kind of you can just see in his body language he's kind of looking you up and down he's like <clears throat> yes I, I believe, I believe the uh, the place you're looking for is uh, up the road that way, and like turns to avert his gaze away from you guys. Oh, is that where your mother lives? Oh, immediately, like the you see the like white knuckling the clipboard as he turns to like just stare daggers right at you, Reficule. Look up at him. Well, I don't what? think his mother's a bull. We're here for amateur night. You wearing that? Well, I don't want to get hurt. Right. So, the four of you then? And he gets the clipboard right. I'm a hype man. (laughs) (laughs) Who's, who's, Who's actually writing? I am. He hands well, you the clip. If I'm not going to your mother's, then. And those jokes are really coming full circle tonight, aren't they? <laughs> just all yeah. Fine. You can see that he's just completely being amicable to Saruk, and he's trying to do his best to not lose it on Reficule, so he's literally ignoring what he's saying, but you can tell <laughs> it's it's getting to him. Uh, and he hands you the clipper and allows you to write your name on the on the slot, you see there's about five people's names ahead of you on the amateur night sign-up list. Uh, so, the rules are simple. All amateurs are allowed to stay in and compete. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with our establishment, but we do have a certain level of decorum that must be maintained. However... Anyone who is able to stay on for at least six seconds tonight will be invited to stay with a guest pass for the night. Very well. Don't worry, big guy. We know the rules. This ain't our first rodeo. Why are you like this? <laughs> uh, without without looking at you, just hands the clipboard over to you, Reficule, so you can add your name on it. All right, all right. And uh, Reficules puts a signature 
and it's like big lettering that takes up like probably like two, two or three of the slots, and it's just like looks like a five-year-old's writing. <laughs> Hand the clipboard. Are you? Are you you wanted it to. Uh, he After he turns to go back. Night? Hell yeah! Come on. Yeah. Come on, my he good hand, man. He hands you the clipboard, uh, Hal, and you can go ahead and, and fill your name out too. R E F Q U L E. All right, there you go. Oh, for crying out loud! I get the clipboard and then write down Refi. Hal, did you want to join too? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right here. See this one right here? No, That's nudge, Refi. Nudge, wink, wink. Oh, all right. That's my brother. And then Saru, I trust you, you can spell your own name. Yes. <laughs> um. Right. What name did you write down uh, for Ruffy for uh, Ruffy Kuehl, Richard? You just wrote it like a child, but did you write your own name? So there's Ruffy two Ruffy Kuehls on the list. Yeah, mine's mine's R E F I Q U L. Got it. Got it. Not Q C U L. Sorry, I'll throw <laughs> me off. <laughs> okay. Um. So he takes the clipboard. Looks it up and down, looks back at you guys, kind of confused, visibly rolls his eyes and disappears back into the into the club and just tells you to wait outside for a minute um, while they get final arrangements. And you see like this like cowboy guy. He's got like a huge like oversized hat and jingling of his spurs. He just sort of like waddles his way, like stereotypically over your way. He's like, howdy, friends. Y'all looking to wrestle some some bulls tonight i mean i ain't seen i ain't looking to go to the bone orchard or anything you know but i don't want to get busted off this uh or boil over on one of these mustangs you know what i'm saying no yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean sure it's all balderdash anyways right i mean must be a pretty big bull i can smell the shit from here Nah, is, is that obvious? I mean, yeah, I've never actually done this before. <laughs> uh, I've read plenty of of uh, Clockwork Bulls, but this this is the real deal. Whew. Can't wait! I'm, I'm here on vacation. From where? Oh, Absalom! You ever heard of it? It's great, great city. I have. I think you may have brought a far too sufficient amount of hat for the. Uh, Proceedings points towards door. I believe no, there's I more gu- of that than review. I got a guy. He said this is like the style. Is that what, like, forty gallon hat? Oh, I, I don't know. He takes it off, and he's got like a huge bald spot on top of his head, and he's looking for a tag that says like how like much it holds. No, no, you got to fill it with water. That's the only way you can test how many gallons it holds. And uh, why you guys are doing this? There's like a dinging of a bell, like inside the uh, the establishment. It's like ding, 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 and you hear like last bell before sundown. Um, and um, the like major D bouncer guy comes back in, and then this guy puts his hat back on. Uh, Good luck. Name is Sean. I'll be rooting for you. Good luck, Moses Sean. On back. Moses nice on knowing back you, Sean. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, so they bring you guys in 
um, to the club. And you can see it's still early and there's not a lot of uh, activity yet. Most of the club will get, you know, popping off later. In the meantime, there is a few members who come out just to laugh at amateur night. They basically get their jollies by watching you guys make fools of yourselves. And they are um, in prime position on the edge of the stage, just uh, drinks going. Also, like, the way that they're dressed makes this Mater D look like he's dressed like you guys, if that makes sense. Like, they, you, you start feeling even more out of place as you get in, uh, in here. Uh, and start noticing the, the like oil stains and the dirt and the is that dirt? I mean, hopefully it's dirt. Maybe it's something worse on your boots as you kind of come in. Uh, but you're struck with the juxtaposition of this sort of upscale lounge, super high class, and right in the middle of it, there is a literal like dirt field with uh, wooden barriers kind of built around it, and you can see pens on the opposite side where there are like actual physical, very large bulls kind of being held in uh, in their sort of cages ready to go and are hit with that stench of livestock, which is a very different stench than you're used to here in Alkenstar. Rafi puts his hat a little bit lower. Oh, yeah. What is it? Thought I didn't know it was going to be a real, like... Bovine, whatever the hell you said. Uh, and that's supposed to be like one of them clockwork bowls. I, I had no idea either. I, uh, I was just poking a bit of fun at Tuss. I heard uh, I heard Annie use that word a few times when she was talking about cows, so figured it had something to do with it. Well, do any of them cows have any horns? I mean, isn't that what a, I mean... The boys have horns and the girls don't, right? That's how you differentiate it. Something like that. Jesus. Cows and bulls would be a pretty exotic animal in this part, probably. <laughs> there You're are such a large large orc to us. You walk surprisingly quiet sometimes. I'm just paying attention <laughs> to to pursuing my next fucking lead, I guess. It's, <laughs> Is your lead the bull? <laughs> I'm pursuing this lead. All right. Um, yeah. So, um, so while you guys have started getting arranged, I've kind of put your names into this big, like bingo style tumbler and each of your numbers, you've each given a number that's pinned to you and they roll like the cage and pull numbers out one at a time. And, uh, the first one pulled up is like number three. And it's this, uh, very, crossfit looking dude he's got muscles for days he's got his like very tiny like barely buttoned uh silk shirt down the front his uh stirrups and he kind of gets up and you guys are all watching him and uh there's like a sort of hush that crawls over the room and they ring that bell and the gate flies open and the bull starts like like you've never seen ferocity like this in an animal and the rage in this bull's eyes that wants this person off their back so bad. And the guy lasts about four seconds before he's flung off the top of the back and the bull sort of like hoof comes right down in his knee and the whole room, you just hear the shattering of the bone as his knee sort of breaks and he screams out in pain as the sort of a uh, clockwork based uh, rodeo clowns come running out to wrestle the bull back into the cage and they slam it shut 
and uh, over at the table, you just hear like laughter from from the the people that are watching, um, and <laughs> you have a minute to kind of like lock eyes with each other and realize, oh, what have you gotten yourselves into? Ruffy is also taking a look around to see if there's anything unusual or anything that he, because he's been here before, right? So anything yeah. out of place? Any any people who look as out of place as we do? Got it. Why don't you give me a perception check there? You may get a Seeger perception check. Um, Anita would like to be in a place wherein the audience would be there, but at the same time, she's close to where like the kitchen doors would be. So where the staff would be coming in and out. Yeah, unfortunately for this sort of, um, of competition stage, they're kind of keeping you guys in one area, which is like you're under like watch because they don't trust you because you're not members, right? So you don't can't really position yourself exactly outside the kitchens, although you can sit from where you are ringside and kind of keep an eye on the kitchens. Um, but if you try to like position over there, the bouncer sort of like kind of gets in your way and shakes their head and directs oh, you to sorry. take a seat. All right, yeah. maybe just like a corner wherein there isn't a lot of people, and then I'll take out a parchment while I sit down. Okay, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Yeah. It's very empty in here, so you can definitely find a, right, a kind on. of space to yourself, just not in the position that you wanted to uh, be in. Uh, so I as you're sort marks. of... You wrote question marks. That's a good roll. So as you're watching across the room and looking out at the uh, the small crowd that's kind of gathered, you're looking for anyone that stands out. Uh, you come up with nothing. Like, no one here is standing out. You're not seeing anything. Uh, it just makes you... Reinforces the idea that you guys are standing out way more than everyone else and as ridiculous as these people that you're competing against look and are dressed they fit in here infinitely better than you do and it kind of even brings you back to when you were here before when you came with Mugland and you had done some business here you always came in a business capacity you were never really fully free to enjoy yourself you know um, and even then you know, the best that you could afford was never really enough for this club. It's just that Ambrose carried enough clout that nobody bought, nobody said anything to your face, to his face at least, right? And there is a sort of stinging sensation that's left as that memory sort of comes back that maybe, you know, you weren't good enough for this place even then. Um, and I think there's a, uh, as, as you're, you're kind of lost in that thought looking across the room, that you hear a voice from like one of the tables. I, I'm telling you, that's him. Hey, hey, Aldrock, is that you? And sort of turns. Yeah, you can see this guy. He's he's very clearly drunk. It's like this human older man, thinning hair, dressed really nice. As he kind of gets up out of the chair, uh, hey. Hey, look at me when I'm talking to you! And he's pointing right at... at he's, like, trying to get Ruffkeel's attention. Ruffy, show restraint. They aren't worth it. Focus on the task at hand. I have no idea who that old coat is talking to. I know, buddy. I got ten gold that Aldrock conquers the bull and he slams down like a bunch of gold and you see a bunch of people like rushing to like take the bet on the side uh the sort of like 
the balls tumble, 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 and up comes number six. Taruk, this is your number. I'll take an egregious misuse of an animal that could be slaughtered for food for the entertainment of the rich at the expense of the four for 500, Machago. Whoa, Saruk! Thank you, Anita. Oh, you've got the daily double. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as you, as they, like, take you into the pen to get you loaded up on the bull, uh, there's, there's like, a handful of bulls. They have, like, three in rotation. They get you loaded onto one. Um, you kind of look down and uh, just get that sense of, uh, of the sort of anger in this bull's eyes um, oh, and the energy it has pent up. Uh, you know, you sit on the straddle, the the saddle, your feet have stirrups, but there's nothing other than a tiny little nub right on the saddle to hold on to. Uh, now, for this check, it is one that you can make one of two choices, um, depending on what you would like to make. You can make this either an athletics check or a nature check. Okay. With that in mind, I think... Sarup clambers up on the bull and is just going to do their very best. They're there. Nice and easy. Big fella. And we're going to hit him with the nature. With the, with the thing in chat, you should be... Oh, I don't know if you have tokens. It might not work without tokens, but I you can just here. roll your check. Gotcha. I'm gonna probably let's let's go ahead and burn one of these too many hero points I have. I don't want to embarrass myself. I've embarrassed uh, myself. <laughs> so the gate flies open, the bull charges out, and you feel yourself slipping, and you just see that like in your head it's in like slow motion, and there's all these calculations running through your brain as you're trying to figure out the best way to shift your your weight to like adjust to the bull, and you as you're like so lost in your brain, the bull on pure instinct and reflexes does a move that you're not ready for. And in like literally in the first second, you go head over heels, land on the ground. And then the bull is like, like basically big old, like a uh, hoof coming right down at your chest. Uh, can you give me a reflex save through? <laughs> I'm so glad that I wear full plate. <laughs> You're wearing full plate while you ride the bull? That's yeah, like, please believe I'm wearing protective gear when I get on a deadly animal. Hokie dokie, so bulwark trait on. Bulwark trait will definitely come into play on this. <laughs> please, please. If you're not please. aware, bulwark trait is like when you're wearing heavy armor, you can add like a bonus to your reflex checks because you're using the plate mail to absorb it. I got uh, my dex for 16, so total of 17. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to roll a little bit of damage here. Uh, eight, you succeeded, so you take half. So you're going to take four points of like bludgeoning damage as this the bull kind of comes down on you. Uh, and, and then it kind of goes off. It's not like focused on you. It's gotten you off, and it's being corralled back <clears throat> into the, the corner, into the cages by the clockworks. And you felt like a potential crack like under your plate. Like Luckily, the plate was there because it would have been really bad. Um, and... Uh, the whole place like goes up in laughter and even like Sean's over on the side going, well, ain't that a yellow belly over there? <laughs> Sean. You're being like taunted by 40 gallon hat dude. <laughs> walk back to everybody else. <laughs> down next to everybody else. 
<laughs> definitely not. Amazing. Definitely did not win. Like you didn't stay on for the five seconds or six seconds that were required, right? <laughs> it was a natural one. That's unfortunate. And it's not the time to do that. You're mm. right there, Tusks. Uh, only my pride. Don't worry about it. Well, it's uh, it's a bit more than I imagined. I'm not going not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah, I know. I heard a local aphorism, something about grabbing them by the horns, maybe. Maybe you try that. Right. I was thinking maybe if we were going to quantify our skills, right? Uh, it'd be more of a acrobatic feat to try to stay on to something, trying to throw you off. Well, maybe you could, uh, if you were to describe a specific action you wanted to do, maybe you could balance on the back of the bull, maybe, as opposed to maybe uh, handling an animal, commanding an animal. I play a lot of different editions. <laughs> why? Why you guys are having this conversation about the finer points of skill checks in in role playing games? Uh, Sean has been called up, and Sean's about to take his turn on the back of the bull. Oh, so we're gonna leave it to fate. Let's see if Sean can uh, can do this. Oh, yeah, something that can fuck with him. Go back to Absalom, Sean! <laughs> Anita! You're not wrong, but Anita! Sean manages to hang on for about two and a half seconds before he is, like, thrown. And um, the bull, like, gets the the 40-gallon hat on his horn and just shreds it as it, like, tears. And you see Sean, like, running and flinging himself over the top of the gate to get out of there as the, the clockwork sort of corral it back. Uh... Sean did, did he what? Did he what himself? That's what I thought. A copious amount of hat, but an insufficient amount of cowboy. <laughs> it's sweat! It's not he, it's sweat! Mm, that sounds damning, friend. <laughs> um, and like, of course uh, I'll piss my pants. Everybody piss my pants. It's the coolest. <laughs> and uh, one by one, the rest of the people are called up and... Uh, uh, ev- there's only one person so far the last person second to last before you go is this uh this elven man and he just like basically rides the bull effortlessly for like eight seconds and then they ring the bell and he sort of like just almost like gracefully like slides off like it was nothing and just kind of meanders over um off the edge uh and everyone is just kind of like struck at how like don't don't clap for him Manny. no that was really amazing. Though. Long you blonde hair. He, he, was. he slid down. I don't it like, like him. It was... <laughs> Do better. Do better than him. <laughs> yeah, and Ooh, uh, I'm that, hyping that, you up, Brophy. That's <gasps> the last call. That's the last number. Is uh... oh, actually no, we got two more. Sorry. Yeah, we got Reficule and we got Reficule. So they 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 have <laughs> like like you're pinned with number seven. For Reficule and Hal's pinned with number eight because they gave you numbers, but you're both Reficule. So they, they call like Reficule eight. And you guys look at each other. It's with the Q, yeah. Q. All right. Yeah, the number matches. You got it, bro. <laughs> Our parents so, so didn't ha- really have very creative minds when they're naming us. Yeah. Um, so I will leave it to you as well. You can do a athletics or a a nature check on this. Unfortunately, I would like to go with athletics and would my feet Titan wrestler do anything for me? Okay. So you 
Titan Wrestler allows you to grapple things that are up to two sizes bigger than you, right? Yes. If it does, you can determine it, and I will roll I'll, my You know what? Check. I'll give you a plus one circumstance bonus. All right. I think I think it's worth a little bit of a circumstance bonus here. All right. Let me see. Plus one. Let's ride that bull. I mean, it's basically holding on for dear life, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to use a hero that's, point. That's I another natural Well, we know you can't do worse. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's the plus side. All right. 22. 22. So... As the bull comes out of the gate and shifts its weight in an unexpected way, you dig in deep and you you go into that like heroic potential that only heroes have. And you tap into that heroic potential and are able to sort of slow down the situation. And uh, you guys watch as how like sort of just completely you can see that he's like holding on tight. The bull is like trying its hardest, but Hal is just shifting his weight so much in tune. And every time it tries to buck him off, he like braces and counteracts the right amount of force. And um, it's not quite as graceful as the elf before, but the eight, the six seconds goes off before Hal is tossed at about six and a half seconds off the bull. So he didn't make it the full eight seconds, but you did make it the six seconds. There's a roaring crowd and applause uh, and cheer from the the crowd. Um, That's my brother. It's, yeah, it's announced that Reficule with a Q has uh, managed to uh, to qualify and win win the the uh, the uh, amateur night, or at least not first place, not the grand prize, but you're considered a winner here. And um, everyone cheers, and uh, you're sort of uh, ushered off the track and um, immediately they start handing you an application, Hal, and you look down and it's basically like a guest membership application. Good for 24 hours for you and up to four guests. And it's just a standard form that they ask you to go ahead and, uh, you know, fill it out. And it's basically like just tons of paperwork. And then they asked if, uh, if, if you have perhaps, I mean, do you have a, a tie or a change of clothes? And now that we've, competed um my brother still has to go while uh my manager looks over this here. no no right right but like you're you're not planning on wearing that this is like you have to have a tie and a jacket don't you guys like have for rent let's find a jacket and uh they start like while like Ruffy's over there getting ready to compete, they're still like trying to like find something for you. Um, Anita, you come over and you can start filling out the paperwork for Hal if you choose. I explain it to Hal. It's a it's an application form for you and for others. Oh, perfect! So you can all stay. Okay, good. Um, just I would make sure there are any fine print or I'm supposed to do uh, something or you know dress up like them guys over there. In the I'll background, we see Ruffy Hill getting loaded onto the bull. And the the guy on the side of the, the the crowd is getting very hyped about the upcoming bet. Like, ah, are you gonna win me ten gold, or I'm telling your daddy, <laughs> calling you from across the bar. All right, I believe in you. I oh, I try to sit Ruffy on this bull. 
But, you know, Refi's like 5'1", maybe 5'2". A bit shorter. And, uh... I actually don't remember what I put his height, but he's short. And, um... Tries to get in the stirrups a little bit and has a little bit of a harder time. And you see him kind of get off. And then I'm going to hop on to the saddle. 5'7". Right. (laughs) Still short. (laughs) But, uh... I'm not going to put my feet into the stirrups. I'm going to try to, like, grab the nub with one hand and crouch down like I'm surfing almost on the back of this bull and try to use acrobatics instead. So, I will let you use acrobatics, but I will let you know that the DC for this shot up considerably with the acrobatics approach. That's fine. Okay. As did the modifier applied to the check. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so go ahead and make your your acrobatics check. The gate flies open. The guy watching you do this, like, you think you look cool, right? You're, like, standing up, and you're getting all in position, and some of your friends are, like, getting real, like, hyped, and it cuts back to this guy on the side, and he's just like, what the f***? And it cuts away as the gates fly open. Refi, can you please give me a uh, acrobatics check? You take your plus one circumstance bonus. Take Do a I? plus one from all right. From clue in Very Chrysler. Chrysler can't help you. Oh, oh it can. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was it? <sighs> That's a natural twenty. For a 32. Natural fucking 20. So, in my head, I set this DC at a DC 30 check, which is way higher than the DC 20 that you needed to succeed in athletics. You have a plus 12 with this check, so you hit the success and then bumped it up with the natural 20 to a critical success. So, mm-hmm. you jump up and surf the hell out of this bull who tries super hard to shake you off and you're just like bending your knees at the right angle uh every time it tries to throw your weight off you're actually like just kind of spinning on one foot and re-catching yourself and then grabbing that nub again uh the eight second bell goes off and you looked you made the elf on the other side of the room look like he was gimli and not legolas you know like he he is like completely <laughs> He's completely pissed off at this. And the bell goes off, and even as they come in to like wrangle the peep the 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 bull away from you, you don't go off. And it's like an unbelievable moment here. And um I think I wait wow. till the bull calms down a bit. And then <laughs> I jump <Okay>. off. <laughs> yeah. And uh how all the people that were fawning over you just a moment ago have like completely turned their attention and you're just kinda left with this clipboard. Uh, like looking at it, like, are you even filling it out? Is Nita filling it out for you? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, uh, Reficule, not only have you qualified and won, you've actually managed to win the grand prize here at Amateur Night in a manner that nobody has ever seen in this place. And, uh, like, all, like the, the dude on the side is like, yeah, yeah, I told you, Todd. And then he's like collecting his gold that he's he's won. 
Um, Fuck you, Todd. You hear that? <laughs> Didn't believe in me. Uh, even even Sean is like re- reluctantly like he's actually optimistic. Like, yeah, I know that guy. We're friends. Um, and uh, they pull you off, and immediately like uh, the whole like club is like completely fawning over you. Um, in the sort of wake in the aftermath, as you guys sort of fill out, you are also given a guest pass for you and up to four people, Refugee. Uh, in addition, since you've won the the championship tonight they've actually given you your own sort of vip booth upstairs um overlooking the uh the floor and um you didn't even really know this but there was a grand prize purse so because you uh have successfully won uh you won the competition's grand prize tonight it's only 10 gold but that's not bad for an amateur night so you can go ahead and add 10 gold to your inventory and uh, you guys are all sort of through the the trials and uh, are now on our guest tonight. Although you and everyone else have all been sort of given uh, uh, fancier wear. So they bring out like a sport coat and tie for Hal. They bring out, um, for you, Refi, they you have a nice sport coat that they have that fits you. Um, but you have a special tie that has like a person like uh, bucking on a bull, like right on the tie. <laughs> Is it uh, a blue ribbon? Signifies- <laughs> right, a blue ribbon, and it signifies that you like won uh, first place tonight. So they, you know, basically, uh, you basically are going to be treated to free drinks all night in this place tonight. Uh, Saruk, unfortunately, they don't have anything that quite fits your size. So you've got a <laughs> sort of sport jacket, like halfway up your arms, and like yeah, just like that. Um, uh, but they insist, and then the tie it like barely ties, so it's only like a couple inches like there. But it is uh, when it they is. come out with this, I think that the uh-huh. immediate response is, "You wouldn't ask someone to take off their military uniform, would you?" This is really important to me. You you look like the kind of people who respect the military and are proud and happy to have them in your establishment and thank them for their services, right? Right, friend. Give me a diplomacy check. Oh, I will. Especially when I remember that it's in the proficiencies tab and definitely not the skills tab, which doesn't exist. Can't get any worse than before. They kind of have like a whispered conversation between themselves and then they settle on a compromise, which is they just hand you the tie. Sir takes it and just kind of like tries to tie it around himself. This looks, I look worse in this than anything else. I'm objectively much bigger than anyone else here. I'm just going to rip this. Everyone objectively agrees you actually look worse with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, they don't. They leave it with you, And but if you don't put it on, they're not going to bring it up again because you're hanging out with the champion tonight. Uh, I think the 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 f- most interesting thing is all is like with Anita, uh, they come out with like a... Uh, a uh it's a little bit dated but it is a pretty nice sort of cocktail dress that they uh that they uh try to have you put on do you have anything for for my robot have a tie i passed the tie to wyvert (laughs) (laughs) wyvert's probably got a thicker neck than saruk like a bow tie (laughs) a bow tie uh uh, but uh, yeah, it's like this nice blue sort of cocktail dress Ooh, that is is uh, they they give you to change it to. But uh, yeah, um, 
the night sort of rolls on and uh you know you guys are treated to drinks and food and, and ambiance and more members start kind of flowing into the club as it starts coming into full swing and there will be like professional bull riding tonight and uh everyone keeps coming by and asking if if you'll reprise your your uh sort of bull riding uh rescue they want to know if you're joining the circuit like are you joining the circuit like we that was a that was i've literally never seen anything like that i've been all over all over glo- the, the globe and that's the first time i've ever seen anyone what do you even call that like it wasn't riding hmm i think annie what the hell do i call this <laughs> Excuse me, you're not supposed to be in the VIP booth bothering <laughs> my friend here. So if you could... Sorry, all, all queries have to go through my manager. <laughs> Literally, I am the, bounce, the manager. The bouncers, like, you say that and the bouncers that are, like, assigned to the VIP booth, like, apologize and, like, get them away so it just leaves you guys. It's yourself. all right, just make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh... And yeah, in this sort of like aftermath of this, in this club with, you know, there's music going, there's bull riding, uh, there's a lot of sort of general club atmosphere. Like, I guess the question now is, what next? You made it in, you won the competition, you gained access to the club, but now what? I order coffee and something sweet. Why were we, why do we have this lounge as a lead again? Uh, it was on the flyer from one of the punks. Oh, okay. So maybe- yeah, you look at the flyer, right? It has the Longhorn Lounge, and it you recognize the flyer for this place. And on the backhand side, it says, Last Bell Before Sundown. But as you look at the writing, and you found the order and all the stuff, you're pretty sure this is Shoma's handwriting. Oh, okay. So it seems like Shoma told somebody to meet him here at the club at the last bell before sundown. And that's as far as you guys know. Who's come in around that time, last bell before sundown? Like, besides us bull riders, Mm -hmm. most of us bull riders, um, the... Did anybody come in from outside? Why don't you give me a perception perception check, as you see. The last bell before... So the last bell before sundown was when you guys did your amateur competition. So on this night of the week, it's the amateur night. So the last bell before showdown, sundown is always this sort of uh, amateur night. But it may be it isn't like that on. Question marks. Wow, you're so good at this game. Uh, because it's too cool not to share, I'm going to reveal that you also rolled a nat- another natural 20. Whoa! Chris and Chet. So good at Pathfinder. So good at Pathfinder. Best, except for me, who's the worst tonight, I guess. <laughs> You've had that, yeah, right? You've had that trained eye, Hal, uh, looking for anyone that came in, anyone suspicious, anyone that, that might stand out. Um, and I think the bad news is, like, what you learn on this natural 20 is that there's nobody interesting that's come in all night. It's been very boring, very bland, very much rich snobs that are hard to tell apart dressed for one another. They all look like they have money. They all look like they're business people of some sort. Um, as you kind of listen to some of the conversations going on around the room, it seems like a, a very normal place for like corporate 
like companies to take people out like oh you're visiting from like you know otari let's go take you to the longhorn lounge and we'll like wine and dine you and and fill you with like liquor and watch the people ride um it is a very much a business centric club that everyone here looks like you know some sort of either legitimate or even a handful of potential like underworld businessmen that are here but the bad news is everyone just blends together and there's no interesting thing that sticks out in your mind and you're just kind of bored by the boringness of it all and it kind of dawns on you that potentially whatever whoever wrote this note and told someone to meet them here that meeting was you know that was like weeks ago right or at least in the past um so if they're here they're either one of these boring business people or they're not here tonight could i go up to the bouncer that's in our booth and ask him if if he remembers anything about choma or any guests that he's brought into the lounge like in the last couple weeks yeah, uh, why don't you give me a diplomacy check there, um, Anita, as you're sort of trying to chat with the bouncers about what they might have seen or learned here. Did that work? Okay. Roll! That's a 14! I'd be a 15. I'm a helper. I would so like... Fif- even with a 15, so uh, he you asked him a few questions. Do you mention, like, Shoma's name specifically, or are you asking more generic? Like, what is it you're saying? Like, I would... Should I say Shoma's name? Yeah, I'll say Shoma's name. I'll even say his full name. Shoma Lyserius. Alright, you say that name and um, you're asking him about it. And there's like a lot of music going on. This guy looks like he's taking his job pretty seriously. And he kind of looks at you and he like puts the name around his head a little bit. And he's like, hmm. Don't know it, sorry. And he goes back to like like his like sort of staring off into space I'm wondering if that was truthful Mm. hey you can give me a perception check if you want to see if if potentially he's uh, trying to lie to you Saruk as you watch him the body language and stuff there's it doesn't seem that he is being uh like hiding anything his body language is more of like annoyance than deception uh so you don't get the impression he's lying just you know basically like he doesn't want to be asked like he's his job is to protect you and he's taking it way too seriously right now and any questions that talk to him is kind of distracting him from his job at hand and he doesn't like that all right so shoma shoma is on that show We know what he looks like. Would I know what he looks like? As an alumni? Uh, Give me another recall knowledge academic academia check to see if you remember anything about his description. Um, Do I do uh, it secretly? Yes, secret for recall knowledge checks. Um, I'll I'll throw another bone your way, which is when you came into the club and you guys filled out this paperwork, right? They handed that paperwork to you. And that paperwork was then filed away, and they have basically like a uh, like a, a membership, mm-hmm. a membership list, like a 
behind the counter, much like Rika did. Uh, this one's in a slightly more secure fashion because um, it's in a safe. But there is a members list that they added you to and like stamped it and signed off on it and filed it away. So if Shoma is a member, his name might be in that list somewhere. Um, I will. I will. Also revealed to everyone because you rolled another natural twenty because you all are so oh, good at Pathfinder. For me, who sucks. <laughs> that means your next roll is going to be a twenty, Tommy. Mm. Your last one, your last one wasn't unfortunately uh, a, a natural twenty. Uh, so uh, you do remember uh, Anita? In fact, this guy um, he was kind of described as because he was a kid. He was younger than most people at Blithir by at least five, six years. Kind of pre. Besant even like he he hadn't quite hit his puberty yet um so he's probably about 12 13 years old short gangly uh he had he had i mean he was just kind of like your very stereotypical nerd mm-hmm. um but uh, I, I will layer on with that natural 20 as a total of 29 uh that this would have been well over a decade ago. So whatever he looked like when he was at school, he would look vastly different now as an adult. Um, I think there were, I guess, cause you were all not trying I'll throw you a tiny little, like any defining clue. features, like a scar that would have stayed with him until like he got older. Like right. Yeah. I mean, he he was always like talked about as just like a very boring human. Um, human. But there were some rumors that he might have had a more uh, exotic heritage. Um, in that, let me, let me just see. Uh, so he was kind of rumored to have been like of the Ifrit Ifrit heritage like the afridis the genie type heritage mm-hmm. like an elemental sort of connection um though you know there was never any evidence of that and it might have just been rumors okay well i do know what he looks like but then again the image i have of him was when he was really young so but earlier while i was helping with filling up the uh the names for for the contest i i noticed that they also had a list similar to Riker's, so we could have a go at it for the shot maybe someone downstairs knows more or has seen shoma i don't know so would it be against your deity if we like maybe offered them an incentive bribery i Oh, voice in the sky, how much will you be angry with me if we do bribes at shitty business bros? <laughs> or even, let's say, procured it by less no. noticeable means. I, just, I have that on reflex, so I just definitely know. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, Tos, this establishment is at the one of the cores of the rotting hearts of this city. The business that goes on here is legitimate enough, mostly. But, uh, 
little veneer, a show, hides what really goes on that makes a city tick. And that the people who want to continue to exploit the city, they use this as their private meeting grounds where they know they'll be not bothered or made public of their dealings. And you know this because, uh, never mind, if someone knew you by, by name. Yeah, all right, fuck it. So, going into your sort of doctrines and the voice in your head and stuff, uh, I don't see anything super outward, outwardly from Kazatul that would prevent bribing someone, right? That's fair. Sort, sort of the anathema is like owning a slave, forcing a creature to act against its will, refuse to give aid to an ally, or enforcing an unjust law, but like bribing someone? If anything, if I try to make you act against your will, I may fall from grace, so by all means, kill everyone in sight. <laughs> blood for the blood god! <laughs> right? Uh, uh, so maybe, the law, maybe like, the you know, holding a gun to someone's head and saying, give us the list is probably not okay, but like, offering a bribe for the list is probably... <laughs> Probably okay. Stealing from a corrupt business, yeah, no. Yeah, the more you say that, the more I'm into it. Right, if that fails, I might just, you might just want to close your eyes and turn around, though. I, that doesn't, (laughs) it won't fail, I believe in you. I could, I could shoulder this expense for the bribery, to be honest. How much do you think it costs? I don't know. A silver? No? I look around at the place. I think it might be a little more than that, Annie. I pull out my 30 gold of that. <laughs> all all that, of this? Oh, no, 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 no. Look. Overcorrection. I've got uh, my winnings here. Right? As the, as the grand champion and all. Um, I mean, we I wasn't really expecting this money anyway. Why don't you try out this? And I throw over the pouch of 10 gold. Ruffy, I, I can't do this shit. I, I dropped the stuff that he threw, and then I pick it up. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Got some subs coming through. Welcome to the new subs. Hello. Swadir. Swadir. So- so is it like a, at the front, like maybe the receptionist that has the list? If if you if you want to give if you wanted to, uh, Ruffy and Anita, while you're having this conversation, you can each give me a recall knowledge society check, and we can see how much you think the bribe should cost, and or underworld no, lore. Underworld lore. <laughs> recall knowledge underworld lore too. I'll roll society. My society is slightly better. Oh, I rolled it out loud. I'll close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled it out loud. I didn't whisper. I said it out loud. Come on. Yeah, so Anita, you're pretty confident in your silver estimation as being good. Do you think that would probably... You know, you're in a rich place, but the workers probably don't make that much, right? Uh, uh, Ruffy and Saruk, you come to the conclusion it's probably in the multiples of gold. Probably not double digits in gold, but somewhere... Somewhere between like five and ten gold would probably secure a copy of what you're looking for. 
uh, you know, or the information. I need to try about half that first, Annie. Uh, five. five copper. With the five one silver. Gold. Five, five <laughs> copper. Are you sure? I feel that it's like a silver or two. No? Maybe on smoke side, but uh, I mean, it might work, but it, it, it'd be a lot easier with a higher amount. All right. Gold greases the wheels over here on sky side. Okay, so five gold. So, do I, so was the the list with the receptionist or the front? It's it's in a more like uh, office, like just behind the bar. Oh, could I get the huh? Like a waiter? Get, Is there a waiter or a server that? You have your own private VIP yeah. uh, waiter that keeps bringing you stuff up, and can I get you uh, more of these delicious sandwiches with the little olives, or perhaps something more to your liking? Oh yes, um, I would like another gin and tonic, please, and then add a bit of like maybe olive in there. Also, if you could, and then I motion him to come in closer, and then as he comes in closer. Like I smash him in the back of the head. No, 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 no. I, I give him like, <laughs> like I give him the five gold like into their pocket. Okay. And I say I'm actually looking for. I'm also looking for information on the guest list that you have there downstairs. If you could get that to me, that'd be amazing. I mean, like the entirety of our membership list, or just tonight's guests? Not tonight's guest. Um, it'd be better if you could give me the entire uh, membership or guest list. But at least as far back as maybe a month or two ago. Could you do right. that? I'm on it. Like, uh, winks at uh, you and, like, disappears. Oh, wait, and hang on. Cake. <laughs> uh, cake, right. Cake for the champion. Amazing run, by the way. I've literally... I'll be telling my children about this one as it goes out. Uh, and give him the <laughs> yeah, comes back with a small personal size like chocolate bundt cake with like powdered sugar, and sort of places it in the middle of the uh, of the room, and then um, kind of like side eyes a little bit uh, to make sure that the bouncers aren't looking, and then pulls out under his coat basically a little like folder that has the entire like current membership list for the club how long could i have this or is this a copy oh this is this is the only copy oh Uh, so why don't you just go ahead and look it over and when you're done just uh, let me know and he's whispering and he's like and anything else i can get you more of these sandwiches go go please scurries off for more sandwiches all right Um, and therefore (laughs) And yeah. back we and go to finding a name in a haystack. Yeah. Well, in this case, it's different. Like, what are you looking for in in the uh, in there? You're looking for Shoma's name, essentially. I'm looking right? for Shoma, and maybe because you know how usually for country clubs, they also list down the name of their guest. Yeah. So any guests that Shoma may have brought into this establishment. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. As as you're looking through the uh, the book 
and uh, and it's it's organized pretty well. Um, you do find like a sort of page dedicated to Shoma, and uh, it, it has sort of a, a history and a date, and it looks like he's actually been a full-fledged member of this club for some time, like for at least the last five years. Um, and this book, it lists his, like, basically it lists his starting membership as being about five-plus years ago. Um, but uh, this, re- this page that's in here is just his most recent log, and it goes back a couple of months. And... You can see it's basically like pretty regular visits, and it's usually Shoma, Soma, Shoma. It's always Shoma by themselves, like never a guest. Just poor Shoma, you know, by himself here at the Longhorn Lounge. Uh, up until like a week ago, oh. and there is a a entry. The last entry shows Shoma and three guests. They don't have a name. But you do see, like, right at the end of it, like, in red ink, sort of, like, um, scrawled, it does say, uh, uh, guess unruly membership terminated. So, powder punk. Oh, Possibly. Okay. It doesn't say anything about powder kick punk, it just says guest unruly. Uh, this was a week ago, right? A week ago, yeah. Just a little, probably about nine, ten days ago from here. So it was like in the last week, like not, like basically just more than a week ago, but in the last like week proper. And uh, uh, you see, I think the only notes that like are written under it in the same red ink is like goblin gun with a question mark. Goblin. Does is does he have a platinum jacket? Ooh. The goblin. It just the words "goblin gun" question mark are written on the page, in like as a note under Shoma's sort of like cancels his membership. Um, but it, it appears that Shoma is no longer a member in this club, and whatever happened was enough to get his membership revoked on his mm. last visit. So is that like "goblin gun" one word, or like "goblin with gun" like two words? It's two words. Because remember, they have a goblin a, gun. Like, like like that goblin that has like a jacket with money that refi no i told you it's, glass. It's, oh, glass. he has a he has a platinum <laughs> robotic arm oh an arm oh, that's right made out of platinum that's right right i swear that's that's what i heard i forgot I years i mean maybe uh that that bounce person yeah, or the that waiter. waiter that you sent Maybe he was here like 10 days ago. You could ask him, hey, you remember that ruckus somebody had? Maybe you could, you know, could you help? Like, who was who was else there? Our friend Choma is no longer a member here. We were hoping to see that person. Then you could say, you know, who who was with him that kind of caused if that? If he ruckus? was kicked out, maybe, maybe, maybe not know. our friend Shoma. Maybe our rival or some. I don't know if we want to be friends with someone who was kicked out. You literally just rode a bull around the arena for a half hour through the aisles and the tables and outside the pen and back and then gave it a kiss and came back, I'm sure. You should be right. amusing, Jada. You are a fantastic storyteller. Hey, Bouncer, do you know anything about what happened with Shoma and the unsavory types that came with him? The, the same Bouncer that refused to answer earlier. The other Bouncer. <laughs> The other bouncer. Got it. Got it. The other bouncer. Uh, why don't you go ahead and make me a diplomacy check on the other bouncer? 
Can I aid? Sure. Yeah, you can make a diplomacy check, Anita. DC okay. 20 to aid. Checking all of my way <sighs> too many. Not enough, really. So 17 is not enough to give a bonus to the check. Uh, just quickly reading, quickly reading, quickly reading, quickly reading, quickly reading. reading. Yeah. Why don't you just ask the person you just gave all that money to? Yeah, I'm just more. waiting for him to bring us Possible. all sandwiches. Oh, all right. So I have this, and I haven't had a chance to use it yet. But Ooh. I'm my subclass, so... Ask gonna... a question of a non-allied creature that you can see and have been conversing with. Okay, the bouncers would definitely qualify. Uh, attempt a diplomacy check against the creature's will, DC. Okay. Steve, you said that would be a natural 20. I lied. I'm a terrible liar. Sorry. <laughs> Go for it, I guess. Why not? Because it has to be it was, blind. It wasn't a natural one, at least. Oh, you're re-rolling it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was going to say a 17 was probably a success, and a 13 is not. So you kind of talked yourself out of it working. Uh, so that's a, that's a failure. The target can refuse to answer you as normal. Um But does he though? This guy super likes his job being yeah. all stuff and so, shit. So I will say the pointed question doesn't necessarily work, but you can still make the diplomacy check. So make it just make a diplomacy check because if you if you succeed on this, he couldn't resist, right? Mm-hmm. But he did. He you didn't succeed on the pointed question part. It doesn't mean you've necessarily failed at the regular levels yet. Yeah, hey, look at that! Keep rolling until you get over twenty for Saru. Congratulations, you've done it. That's going to do it for us on Pathfinder this week. Bye. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he he he's not compelled. And you can see he's a little annoyed at the way that you sort of tried to get it out of him. But um, he does confirm. He, he's like, yeah, I was uh, I was here that night. I, I, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about that that goblin in the suit. He had like a suit of armor on with a gun sort of mounted into it. And when we told him he had to like take it off, he told us that uh, if we touch him, that he's going to break our arms. Yeah, I remember that asshole. I see. Did you get your name or? Oh, shit. What was his name? Uh, no, he went. I remember uh, we asked what his name was and he says, go fuck yourself. That's my name. Uh, something. something. <laughs> so maybe his name is go fuck yourself. I don't know. I think it was. He's like a He's a goblin with a monkey tail, like a monkey, one of those monkey goblin types. But I mean, I mean, you have a gun mounted permanently on your shoulder. I guess you don't really need a name, right? You're just kind of the goblin with the gun mounted on your shoulder. I do. He said something, though. Maybe. Maybe I I could remember he said something. It's just it's really hard to remember and. If only I had something to jog my memory. And he like side eyes you. Is he doing the? He's doing the like. Money? He's got that one hand like sort of doing the thing for money. Not out of character, I want to be like, would bees jog your memory? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll give him gold. All right, give him a gold. Uh, you know, it's not as impressive as the last one, but he'll take anything he can get. Like nods, tucks it in his thing. Uh. As I, I was the one dragging him out, I had to. I was tasked with tossing him on the street, and uh, he kept yelling something that didn't make sense. But uh, maybe it means something to you guys. He, he was like, "We should have met at the Widget Works," is what he he yelled back at, at at Shoma, I believe it was. Yeah, Shoma had 
you know, we have a very strict, you're responsible for your guests' actions policy here at the Longhorn Lounge. So poor Shoma was, uh, you know, shown the, the door as well, but should have met at Widget Works. Do you know where that is? Not a place I'm familiar with. Hmm. No, thank you. And then turning back to the squad, does anyone know where that is? Do I know where that is? Does anyone you know can give me, <laughs> you can give me an underworld recall knowledge, underworld lore, or society, or Alkenstar lore. Um, Alkenstar lore. Make oh, it secret because this is a exactly where it is, and cheated to know that information. But question marks. Question marks. Out of twenty-seven. Everyone gets okay, their checks in. I'll hide it. Uh, okay, so. With everyone putting their heads together, Hal and Anita come up not heard of it at all. Um, I think with with Saruk and Ruffy, you both have some level of... Um, of inclination of where it is, and you start racking your brain like Widget Works, Widget Works. Like, why do you know that place? Uh, and it, it actually clicks because in all the scouting and all the prep work you did for escorting Gattleby, um, there was a sort of warehouse that was on that neck of the woods over near the Ironside Quarter, just on the eastern edge, or sorry, the western edge of, of Smokeside. Uh, and it was maybe like just around the corner, like five blocks up from the yeast of all brewery itself, where you kind of took Gettleby. And you've passed by it constantly. Um, never really gave it a second thought. But there was a place called the Old Widget Works Warehouse. And it might have something to do with this. Oh, my chuckle. It was over by the, the yeast of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We passed by, didn't we, Tusks? We Quite did. a few times, I think. Huh. I feel we like... We always have to go back to that damn brewery. Do we fucking do. Thank mm. you. I, I don't know if we can get anything else out of this, unless you all are enjoying the finger foods and watching... Corp- a platter of, like, finger food sandwiches are delivered on cue, as you say that. They are objectively quite good. I give him back the um, the ledger. Oh, he thanks you. Uh, so, uh, Reficule, right? With the with the Q, is that right? Reficule, which one was the one? Q. No, the the one who's actually good at bull riding. Hey, take it easy now. I made it. <laughs> you did make it, which is sad because your success has been overshadowed so much. <laughs> uh, so. They're starting up a, a professional bout tonight, and uh, the manager would like me to extend you the courtesy of having a, a, a chance at playing for some real money. Uh, I'm not in it for the money, friend. It's all about, oh, yeah. you know, that if state you win, of mind when you money. become one with the bull. You and the bull just in sync, in motion. Through the space. I think the ventilation up here is off. I think I'm smelling the bulls. <laughs> it's rare to find magic twice in a night. So I think I'll leave my fans hanging for now. But you never know when you might see me again. 
And do you see Rafi like point finger guns and like his like cheek moves? Mm-hmm. But it, it it's just the eye patch in the right eye. <laughs> and the right eye doesn't wink. <laughs> and he leans to the left. <laughs> you see like he, he kind of like squints and looks you like there's like a moment where like he's staring closely at you and there's almost like a, a passing familiarity for just a moment there. But uh, he thinks better of like, you know, sticking his nose in other people's business and he shakes it off and smiles and takes the ledger to go put it back before he gets in trouble for stealing it. Oh, and you go. I mean, you literally just rolled that bull around here. Why? And he said he didn't I mean, he said he didn't want no money. You want some money? Fix up your robot. I, I mean, it's up to him, I guess. I wouldn't Man, do that. I'll be honest with you. I had no fucking clue what the hell I was doing. I just didn't fit in the stirrups. So I thought I'd stand on it, and it fucking worked. But I don't think I can do that shit again. I don't think we should attempt lightning to strike twice. Now let's let's go out and stretch our legs. Go for a walk. I don't think you would have said 25,000 gold pieces. Do you think you would have said... Go ask him yourself. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll I'll rush after the young man and tag on it, tug on his... Uh How how much is the the winnings since my brother over there, Refakul, Refakul, that's what he's... Yeah, (laughs) Refakul, remember that name. How many... How much does he win? He won 10 there. How much is this one worth? Oh, well, it's it's a sort of a purse, a, a total purse of a thousand gold up for grabs tonight. Uh, however, that is, you know, staggered between uh, first place all the way through. I think we're paying out top eight tonight out of the 20 that uh, are currently signed up. Like number one gets half. Number two gets the other half. Number three. Wait, so like 500 gold for taking first tonight and mm-hmm. it staggers down from there. I'll come back. All right. Thank you very much. I'll come back. Yeah, you're right. It was <laughs> 25,000. It was like a thousand. That is a significantly higher number than I would have thought. High rollers club. I, I'm going to be... I'm going to put some logic in it. We're in... I just look at Rafi like... You know better. We're not in a safe position. We're not in a safe location for you type of look. Right. I'll turn not it quite yet. In an absolute worst case scenario. Not to play an advocate, but... In a world where we need bail money. Sir, close it hang. I mean, we know it's an option to come back, maybe. I'm sure the manager would be more than happy to see the champ, the amateur night champion return another night. Local legend Bull Whisperer returns to continue bullshitting all over these people. Yeah, no, if you do, I'll come with you. Listen, if we want to veer the campaign into just becoming professional rodeo people, like <laughs> that is certainly something we could pivot and do. Look, I told that bouncer this is not our first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Everyone thought you were lying, but apparently you were telling the truth. That was our first rodeo, and our second was for considerably more currency. Yeah. I think, yeah, all that training with Urshat paid off. Mm-hmm. Right, all that footwork. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's up to you if, if you want to push your luck. I pull Refi to the side. Refi, you like a block away from where Mugland is. You really want to tempt this? Ah, if it brings the old bastard out. Tempted, then, but, uh... You know what happens then. Maybe rhymes with frontier justice. <laughs> but, uh... No, you're right. Why tempt fate tonight? We've got a mission to do, right? It's not that, it's just... Not yet. Not now. We just warned you, we want to end the night by maybe not. No, you're right. Leave him hanging. Leave him on a high. Alright. So we should we, uh, should we head to the grindworks? I'm awake if you are. Yeah, so that we're we're currently at there's so now we have like two leads, right? The first lead is the Hotfoot Hippodrome, mm-hmm. and now you have this new lead, which is the uh, the old Widget, Widget Works, Works uh, warehouse. Uh, both are uh, both are in Smokeside. Um, one like the the Hotfoot Hippodrome is just you know not too far; it's in the Ferris Quarter, so it's near uh, the Barrel and Bullet Saloon, and then the. Uh, the yeast of all brewery, which is over on this side of the map, is where the uh, the widget works warehouse is. So, it's up to you guys where you'd want to go. By the way, Reddit, I really like that we established that we have two leads. I have a really good framing. I know exactly what to pursue. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, I, uh, which one do you want to go uh, towards, Saruk? I think perhaps the one that is not run by powder kegs who are incredibly drunk in the middle and I'm looking to explode things. Maybe maybe the easy one first. It works for me. I'll follow your lead. Very well. I will pursue it. By the I way, are you the expert? <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes with frontier justice? Frontier justice. Everything rhymes with itself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on. And then up we go. I grab as many of these fucking sandwiches as I can and put them, like, wrap up in that. <laughs> yes. Oh, Rafi, thank you. Did you see me earlier when you dropped down that note? <laughs> uh, no. Sorry I no? didn't tell you about that, but, uh, I mean, didn't know if we'd have time to make it to the bakery, and I know it's important to you. But, um... No, interestingly enough, I saw that scraggly kid. I can't remember what his name was, but... uh, Ben. Ben, yeah, you know, a little bit of mousy hair, got the acne. But um, he said Mae was quitting. Oh. Yeah, she's only got a few more shifts left, and then she's... Did he say where she was going? Didn't know. Just that she's leaving? That she's quitting? Yeah, she ever mentioned... She had other plans to you? No, not really. That I know of. Hmm. Oh. Well, that's something to consider. Either that or maybe she wants to do full time at the brothel. Knows. Could be. Could be. 
Probably better money, but uh. That's weird. Ah, all right. I'll consider that while we're walking. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, from here, you know, uh, there's uh. You're basically leaving the cast the capital district dressed in pretty nice. I mean, did you change? Or are you still dressed in your nice ish clothes? And did you give back the the clothes that you borrowed? Definitely if no one stopped us walking, I mean, I was gonna say if no I one did. stopped us walking out with them, <laughs> I changed back. I couldn't walk. Mister, believe his tie somewhere. Okay, yeah. You, so Ruffy, you can take <laughs> uh, you can take a set of fine clothes with you. And the rest of you give it back. I I just uh, I just put my jacket over the other one <laughs> to like as I'm walking out. <laughs> right, uh, and you also got your your prize. And um, in addition, also in addition to the ten gold, they also gave you a little trophy. It's a small sort of man riding like a bull trophy, and it says like you know Longhorn Lounge Amateur Night Grand Prize. Uh, just a little token of your um your as i'm walking idea. out as i'm walking out hey steve looks over That's how did you know his here. name you do know him okay yeah steve that guy that earlier the one that was like doing the bet that made like a bunch of gold on you the one that like kept calling you old rock uh he's looking around like who the, who the fuck? and he sees you in the door and he's like old rock yeah I just toss him the trophy. Hold on to that for me. He tries to catch it. Uh, completely like misses, like bumbles it. Like part of the like uh, <laughs> one of the legs of the bull like snaps, and it was definitely not made out of real metal. It was just like a fake plastic sort of thing. And I don't look back, what? and I walk. I don't say anything else. I just walk away. Right. And uh, the legend of Rufficule the Bull Surfer will reverberate through the ages <laughs> forever and ever. It'll be a local legend. In... I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to write it into Pathfinder 3E lore somehow. The next Alchemist <laughs> source book is going to mention this moment here. But yeah, uh, we kind of get to the point when there is a, uh, a crossing. So you can either go back the way you guys came, right? Which is south through the Capital District. Or if you were to go... Uh, west, right from the capital district, there is another bridge that goes right into the Astridi Heights and right into the nicer area of Smokeside. So you're only like a hop, skip, and a jump from getting back to Smokeside. Um, the challenge here being, you know, at this time of night, coming out of the capital district and this bridge is not as heavily trapped at night, there's a good chance that maybe you'll be recognized. Technically, that's true no matter which way you guys go to get home. So what is your plan tonight to get back to Smokeside safely? Can Hal slink along and hide in the shadows and go from place to place and kind of scout a good route? Okay. Give me... Uh... Let's do the stealth check for this. All righty. And I got Slink, so I can be super quiet. I don't become observed. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's do this. Yeah. 
you're basically invisible here in the dark. Ooh, nice. Oh, I didn't. You didn't have to make it secret. That's fine. Show uh, me then. Show so, me. Uh, All right. Yeah, you got a tw- you got 17 on the dice for a total of 24. Not bad. Um, so as you uh, sort of slink your way through in the crowds, um, you uh, I think you're able to watch long enough. Um, especially on the the sort of shift changes and uh, the the people have like a patrol route that you notice there is a sort of a chance to sort of thread the needle here a little bit and just get through between the watches and with a 24 you're pretty sure that you can uh, guide the others through this sort of crossing without too much issue used to come down here a lot with Larian and we just work the night shift and they kind of break off here uh, relatively shortly. So we're going to head across that little bridge there. And uh, well, we're going to go left here around it. They're going to walk past us. And once we do, we're just going to zoom in behind them and make haste across the bridge. So follow my lead. Yeah. I, th- I think following Hal's lead. And in this moment, we're not going to like extract, we're not going to do like a perception versus stealth for the group. You just carry this sort of through and you're able to get across the bridge um, through the sort of checkpoint back into the uh, smoke side. And it's very clear that they're much more interested in keeping the riffraff and the dangerous folk out than keeping, you know, people that want to leave. They're definitely put more focus on who's coming in and you're able to get back and you step into Estradi Heights and into the nice part of smoke side, which for most of you has been pretty upscale. This is where, you know, you found Aldo when he was in his little tavern and hiding out in his like getaway. And at the time it seemed nice, but in the shadow of the capital district, carrying your bag of finger sandwiches, this place looks a lot grungier and dirtier than it did last time you were here. Um, hang on guys. Is it, um, is it all right if, we do a quick stop, like just like up from a block away, and like just take a look at where my dad is. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. So you make a right <laughs> instead of a left. Hmm. Yeah. So we sort of take a detour, um, a little bit out of the way, not too far out of the way, but we do sort of make a swing by where, uh, you know, your father's house is, and where. Some of you who have scouted it out have noticed that there was definitely like a bunch of sort of plain closed shield marshals that were posted trying to intercept you making contact with your father. Um, and as you sort of enter that sort of square, there's like kind of this open square and your father has a pretty nice ish spot. I mean, he's built some clout and he's got some, uh, some respect and some money in the neighborhood. So he's got a nicer house big enough for you and Ruffy and him to all have your own rooms. Uh, why don't you want you and everyone can give me a secret perception check and we'll see if you notice anything off or peculiar about this situation. Look at all those question, question marks. Question marks. Are, question marks. Are nice. Okay. So all of you are like a lookout for um, these sort of plainclothes shield marshals, anyone posted in the area. And and you guys are very careful and methodical. And as you're looking, uh, there doesn't appear to be any sign of 
of uh, any shield marshals, plain clothes or otherwise. And last time you came through here, I think it was Refugule, possibly. It might have been Hal, but definitely they were trying to blend in, but they weren't doing a very good job. They stuck out like a sore thumb, if you know what you're looking for. None of you have this have any inclination that anyone's watching this place anymore. That's good. That's bad. That's maybe we should go check it out. I I don't like this. Bad. Yeah. I'll say that. We're only saying what we feel in our hearts is the truth. Why aren't they here anymore? There's we're missing something. Okay. Let's go. Or perhaps better idea. How you want to take point on this one? Yeah, I, I got it. Riffy grabs Annie, make sure she doesn't run forward, and that I was. And yeah. Al are the first person people to go through. Let them. You go said first, it was Annie. bad, Riffy. Let them go first, Annie. Actually, what I was thinking, Steve, are there any like? really good places that one could uh, find cover and then have like a sight line down into the road like in the second floor of a building that looks abandoned and easy fire escape up to a roof yeah I mean I don't know about abandoned uh, but definitely like you know fire escape rooftop access second level vantage points from this area um, absolutely you'd be able to get up into a high vantage point if you would like let's get top cover I I don't like the idea of standing out here in the open. If something bad happens, we will be more useful to Hal from above. Come with me. And goes to the nearest fire escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that Anita's father's house sort of is here in the Ferris Quarter, it's like um, his house is sort of um, much bigger than the, the sort of places around it. Uh there are like multiple two-story buildings and there's kind of this open courtyard in the area, almost like a small kind of town square, local square. Like sometimes they'll have like festivals mm. and, and parades and, and things like that. So as, uh, as you are getting eyes on the building, there are definitely sort of buildings dotting the courtyard. So you could get up on one directly across the courtyard from it and have almost like eyeline of the whole building. If you'd like, um, you can, at least the front door for Saruk. Uh, if that sounds appealing or you can get a different angle and kind of come from the side of the house or even like the back side of the house, like depending on where you want to post up. As through helping the, the side of the fire escape with like hand going subconsciously back to where his Giselle is. Ruffy, you don't happen to have that long arm with you. No, it's back at, uh, under the floorboards at Phoebe's. Hmm. Somewhere close enough where you can get a good shot in, and if things go pear-shaped, I need to stay with him. Right, and we'll look for somewhere on the ground in case Hal needs something, some quick assistance, but still where we can get it cover and look at the front of the house. For sure. Um, so, so the plan is for you guys to cover the house, and is that uh, Hal just taking point. Like, Anita, right? They're telling you, just stay here. But what does Anita sort of gut reaction to that? Because you were already trying to go, and they had to hold, like, kind of grab you and stop you, right? I'll have 
they better stop me. And I'll have Hal, uh, I'll have Wybert just uh, follow closely, but not too much that he would ruin Hal's stealth. Just enough mm. that in case some shit happens, Wybert can like go in quickly and follow up. Is Wybert being stealthy about it? I mean, that's the hang up there. Let me yeah, see. I mean, stuff potentially what I see, just just to be clear, right? How like Wybert's probably if Robert isn't still trying to be stealthy, how Wybert's going to draw a bunch of noise and draw a bunch of attention. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be on Hal because Hal's really stealthy and Hal's going to be able to sort of oh, like as know, a distraction. It, it's almost part of like a distraction for Hal too, but uh, it still would kind of it would if there was somebody or something looking or, or trying to, mm-hmm. like, not aware of your presence, Wybert yeah. might uh, tip, him tip him off, him you know? Off. Okay. So ah. it's possible. The, the, the flip side being Wybert will be there to help in the case that is needed. So Hal might not be, like, Wybert being loud is not going to draw attention to Hal, but it might draw attention to Wybert. Okay. Just, is, you know. Is there an alley close by that Wybert can, that's maybe, like, 30 feet away from the... Entrance. So there is um, there is a sort of alley kind of behind the house a little bit. If Wybert was to take the long way around, he could kind of post up back there. Uh, it's towards the back of the house, not the front, which is um, slightly unfortunate. Uh, there's no back door entrance to your house. It just has the front door in and out. But there's definitely windows that Wybert could jump into <laughs> if needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think thinking about that also, I think Surik is going to leave the keg of wasps. I'll never not laugh at that. On uh, Anita's house's side of the street, somewhere kind of in the opening, but also somewhere kind of conspicuous where one might shoot a barrel with a gun and aggro a bunch of wasps in case we need a wasp flavor distraction. Right, so I mean, I mean, I've activated this map. I'm kind of using this as the sort of uh, layout for this there's area. <laughs> so, oh yeah, there's a map. That's terrifying. What does that mean? That's terrifying, right? So uh, this house over here, um, up up this sort of stairs, um, on this raised platform, is the um, is Anita's house. It's your father's house. This is where Kojek lives. Um, and there's all this empty space in the side. Um, if you wanted to post Wybert up in the back, I mean, there's potentially a little bit of alleys behind the house we can put him in. Uh, you can tell me where you'd like to put the barrel, Saruk. There's, you know, the front door is sort of like over here. Um, okay, that's the front door. This has about like anyway, right here. I'll move you up here just so you get a good view of the house because you shouldn't have vision blocked from the house just because of the way the walkways are. Uh, it's like a raised walkway. Mm hmm. But the maps are. are it's what you're here's this. Oh, why it says vision should be visible in, but it looked like it was blocking your vision, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't see. Right, the, the wall okay. should have, but it was okay. You want to put it there? Perfect. Yeah, and Strook is gonna scan all of these buildings, get his ruler tool, eyeball it. I want to be roughly within the first-ish. Mm, so I guess. What's, what's your range on that weapon? Uh, the Zale's first range weapon is 80, I believe. Okay. 90. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, Depending on what roof you want to do, yeah. 
just yeah, it's, it's kind of far from the. It's it's good in viewing you to the front door, but the problem is it is a little far. Yeah, yeah it'll give it gets Saruk out of the way so that the stealth doesn't get botched and puts him somewhere that if something bad should happen, he can react about it. Okay. Yeah. So, what is everyone else's sort of setup and plan? Yeah, Ruffy. I can't hear you, Ruffy. Ruffy, you've lost your voice. He's busy drinking coffee before the shit hits the fan. If uh, if the shit hits the fan in there, run back out here. I think that's oh, better yeah. than us trying to run back in. I would agree. Yeah. I'll cover you. All right. Ow. Pulls out his blackened Matt Black Kopesh, and he disengages uh-huh. from the group and starts to head from shadow to shadow to see what's going on in here. Shock will be with you. Ruffy just then, will uh, try to lean against the statue, maybe. Try okay. to be inconspicuous. Yeah, you spent plenty of nights kind of inconspicuously hanging out in this statue. Just outside the house, because you've you lived here for quite a while, like a year or more. So it's familiar to you for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Anita and Wybert. Uh, Wybert would be right here. Uh, just be just three loud? people in- inconspicuously uh, hanging out by the statue. Actually, Wybert will be here, and then Anita will be here. Okay. And Saruk's posted up across the street with the rifle prone iron balling. And Hal is uh, making his way over towards the house. So this seems like a a, a sort of um, you can give me like a blanket stealth roll for your approach. Even just even though this is in the open, right? Most people would have no chance at even sneaking across this open courtyard without being noticed. But there's something weird with the way that like Hal in the dark and you guys are used to it, but it sort of bends around just enough that like, it makes it hard to follow him even when you know he's there, which gives Hal the ability to even do stealth in the open like this. Let's see what happens. I'm going to make a pub. I'll make a pub. Uh, let's start. You can roll it public. That's fine. Just for the start. It's just kind of like setting the base. So like if somebody was watching this courtyard, you know, what are they seeing as you come across? It's a 13 on the roll. 13. And so uh, you you make your way all the way up to like right at the front door of this place. Uh, you can go ahead and move yourself up to the front door. Um, everyone in the group watching Hal, and maybe it's because, you know, you're used to watching. Uh, you're you're actively watching, but like he doesn't like he doesn't beat any of your perceptions, you know. So like you're all like aware of him going across, and you hope that it was more of like just because you knew what to looking for that maybe maybe that's why. Um, really quickly, as he starts moving, and I see where Anita is standing, just to grab her attention and then like throw head violently over to try to silently communicate, duck and cover behind the well. I do that. How you get up towards the front of the house and like meld into like the shadow right against the, the, the wall and just steady your breath for a minute and, and wait to see if something reacts to your like approach. Uh, but 
a moment passes and there's no response, no reaction. It seems like you're sort of in the clear here. Uh, why don't you give me a perception check from where you are to see what you notice, not just wait, it's not noticing you. Okay, great. Uh, you, you're, you with an eye shot of the front door and um, you take a glance and uh, there are signs of forced entry right around like the the sort of locking mechanism of the door. Just the slightest bit of splinter wood that maybe would go unnoticed. But as you're carefully looking for anything weird, it appears that something has forced their way into this door recently. Quickly and quietly, I'm going to push on the door to see if it opens. This is the right door. It does open. It. The, if it looks like, from what you tell, you give it a push, the door itself, the handle was locked, but the way it's been broken, uh, the lock just doesn't function. So if you try the handle, it doesn't turn. But as you like tap it, it just slides open, um, and you can see the inside of a dark uh, house beyond. Give me another stealth check as you move into the living room. And at this point, everyone watching from like across the way is seeing him kind of disappear into the house. Um, what's everyone's like dark vision and such? Oh, I got it. So Rook has dark vision. Reficule, I think, has dark vision. Anita only has regular vision, I believe. Yeah. So Anita is pretty much blind in this situation. Uh, yeah, so 26, nice and sneaky. You pick your way in t- into the living room. You can move yourself in a little bit and give me another perception check to see what you notice. Um, you, you pick your way in across the floorboards. Looking at this old construction wood, uh, you know that these floorboards can be pretty creaky. And you pick your way very carefully, very carefully across the floor um, without picking up any sort of uh, sounds. Like, just completely quiet um, and right around the time you get to like this, uh, the middle of this room here, um, you 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 notice two things. One with your eyes, which is there are very faint sort of etchings in the ground. My cat, give me. You, I can kick my cat out. My cat won't shut up. Hang on a second. I'm just giving you shit, man. <laughs> we love pets in this house. All the fucking cats in Alkenstar. My job. The Ferris Quarter is known for their cat population. Apparently. I can't even really hear it through my headphones, which is weird, but... They just want to play Pathfinder. <laughs> uh, two things, right? So first, uh, there are very faint, like, runic symbols carved into the floor, written in, like, chalk throughout the floor in this room. Um... I don't know what lores you have. Let me see. Mana Waste and Star. Yeah, what are you trained in? Uh, religion, crafting. Yeah, none of none of the things that you're like trained in would apply here. So you see them, but they mean nothing to you in terms of what they would represent. But there are weird runic drawings in the floor. However, um, what you pick up with your ears throughout the quiet is like sort of a a faint muffled cry for help coming from the back bedroom of this house 
back this way. Yeah, back back that way, that door. You hear almost like a very faint, weak call for help. I think Hal's going to try to avoid, if he can, any of the runic symbols, and he will weave his way around and around towards the call for help. Perfect. Yep. Like dancing very lightly across the spots that you know won't make noise. I'm not stepping on any of the runic symbols that you see carved in the floor or sorry, etched in the floor with like chalk paint, something it's hard to tell. Uh, and you get um, over towards the door and the door is, it's not closed. It's just open like a little like fraction of an inch. And as you peer through, you can just get a glimpse of a uh, what looks to be like an elderly orcish man um, lying on the on his giant sort of oversized bed. It looks like his wrists and his feet are sort of bound to the bed, and he looks like he's bloody. His face is rough. He looks like someone's beat him up pretty bad, and he's like struggling and calling for help as he's tied to this bed. Why don't you give me another perception check here? See what you see in this room. The sort of silence here is like really, um, really, uh, you know, house disappeared in the house. Nobody outside has any clue what's going on. The minutes are passing by. Uh, you do notice how, um, disappear. Well, you do notice that this bed does appear to be trapped from even from the door and like peeking in. Um, you can see a little bit like under the bed, there are what appears to be multiple barrels of gunpowder rigged under his bed. Okay. And the, the, this man is just sort of struggling at the, uh, the bonds calling for help. I think seeing that person still alive, but knowing there's a trap in there and might be set up for an ambush or booby trap. I think Hal would try to avoid the, the runes on the uh, floor and head back out the front door. Give me one more stealth check on the way out. We'll okay. just kind of roll, extrapolate the whole thing into one stealth check instead of making it like a stride by stride thing. Like you would in like a combat situation. That's tame. This one you're definitely about to hit like a creaky floorboard of some sort. Unless you have a hero point to spend. Okay. I do not. Only the GM can get get a hero point. Yep. Ooh, that's a good point. I think... Ruffy Kill definitely gets a hero point for hitting that DC 30 uh, check. I'm going to give you a hero point for winning the contest. You won the contest. You didn't get the grand prize. I think winning the contest merits a hero point. So I will give you another chance at re-rolling if you'd like to cash in your hero point. It could be for nothing. I could just be trying to waste your hero points. There could be nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Oh, you can't get a hero point because we never turned it on because we turned it off for Bastion. That's what you mean. Got it. So, uh, as you're making your way through the middle of this room, Hal, you kind of are avoiding the, uh, the creak, the, the runes, and you step on a piece of wood, and the whole thing just goes like a really loud creak, and in that moment, there is a shuffle 
as um, these weird little like shadowy, like obese, weird creatures crawl out from like their hiding spots that they were hiding like under a table and in the corner. Um, it was almost like they like crawled almost out of the wall. It was very odd and eerie the way that this happens. And their eyes sort of flicker in the, in the dark and connect with you. And you're like basically eye to eye with these things. And I'm going to need you guys to go ahead and roll me some initiative. Okay. Uh, Hal, unfortunately you were carrying your uh, stealth check as the initiative because that's what triggered this. Uh, but these guys, I'm going to make them also roll a stealth initiative. I think can uh, we all roll stealth initiative. I think we're all. Yeah, I mean, it's reasonable. Notice. You could all like, if you want to roll stealth, you could. If you want to roll perception, if you you know, you can justify stealth here for sure. You can even justify like a casual like society <laughs> check uh, initiative roll potentially. Nita, Saruk, Ruffy, Hal. Okay, so that's everyone on the the list. Um, Everyone outside, like, nobody has any clue what's going on in here. So, Anita, what are you doing on your first turn in initiative, even though you're technically not in initiative? I think maybe you get, like, that the hair go up in the back of the neck, and you get the feeling that something's, something's gone wrong. How's been gone too long? Hello? Okay. Uh, for my first action, I'm going to pull out my short bow and my arrow, and then I'm going to spend two actions to... Uh, I'm going to delay. I'm going to delay my turn. Okay. Delay is reasonable. Saruk? So I want to say, I feel like we've probably had our killing implements out for a whole while. I, I think what I've been doing probably this whole time on the eternal loop in this situation, which I will now do mechanically for my first trick. I'm going to roll a seek. I forget exactly where I point those in second edition, but mostly just watching the house for anything that's moving, anything that might be trying right. to find how. Um... I'm looking at like the angle that you have and the the movement in the house and where it's happening. Um, I think from your vantage point right now, it all looks clear other than with the 20, you, you might have heard like a bit of a, uh, it would have been subtle, but you would have heard like the floor creak and that's all you've really heard at this point. Gotcha. And even that's stretching it as far as you are to hear the floor creak. But it was really quiet. That's the only noise you've heard come from the place. So, um, I have a lot of in-character things I think Saruk is saying in this moment, which I need to draw from a very old Google Doc. And I'll save them for when the ready to action for shoot the first thing to show up. Who isn't someone who I've met and or looks like they want to hurt someone like that I've met. Got it. Ready and pass. All right. Reficule. Uh, are you muted no can you hear me 
Yeah, I think I can now. Alright. I'm gonna delay my turn as well. Okay. Alright. Well these things get the drop on you how um one of these creatures sort of oh actually I gotta make a roll here real quick. Uh but you know I need some battle music. There we go. Uh one of these things so I gotta make a roll real quick. Um Okay, so this thing uh, sort of comes out from under this, like, dresser table thing, slinks out, strides, like, kind of, like, does this weird otherworldly stride in your direction, Hal, and then uh, targets you and does a jaw strike against you, like, lashes out with its, like, giant jaws. It's a 25, which is going to hit. I don't know if you have any reactions that can help. Um, you take... Well, here's the thing. What is Hal's alignment? Uh, he is going to be neutral good. Neutral good. So in this moment, you take this full damage, including the evil damage, because you are good. You take evil damage. Uh, you take 13 points of damage. Some of it physical, and some of it is sort of... Um, this, it like hurts your soul in a weird way that you've maybe never felt before. And then with its third action, um, this thing immediately like gets small and it uh, it cowers. And it like sort of uh, pulls its limbs in and balls up and um, is sort of protecting its vitals by making itself really small and, and balling up in a weird sort of way. Uh, this is not a manipulate action so it does not trigger attacks of opportunity but thanks for uh checking uh the move it moved next to hal i don't think hal has a reach weapon or even has the weapon out at the moment do you have reach weapon hal uh, i don't have a reach weapon but i did draw my sword because Got it's it. matte black that is right you did yep uh but no no opportunity attacks for this uh okay the other one gets a chance to go here um this one um you watch as it like steps out here, kind of like into the doorway right where you would like leave, and then it lets out like a big yawn, like and stretches, and that's all it does for this turn. How? Uh, I forgot my uh, scout's warning because I'm sure scout. I was scouting. But... That is true. So uh -oh. you actually theoretically would be able to go before them. Yeah, I'll give you a minute. I'll roll it back because I'm merciful. Gee, thanks, Steve. My dumbass forgot. Right? Yeah, your whole thing is building to get the scout bonus. And you didn't apply it the the like the time yeah, you should have. By which, using stealth. That's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, so, Hal, it, you get to go before they do. Okay. I think Hal is going to like. move quickly out 